بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا رمضان بعدين following the book of Islamic manners by Sheikh Abdul Fattah Abu Ghuda رحمه الله تعالى and uh, today we will talk about uh, we were talking about the manners of how to visit a sick person and we finished with that uh, yesterday now we come to the manners of traveling the sheikh says travel has become an essential part of life of many people islam teaches us some particular manners spiritual and practical that muslims are advised to follow to ensure that with the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they have a safe and pleasant journey and these are the following one study and review the rules of prayers and fasting for the traveler including the rules of uh, of, of masa of combining prayers the direction of qibla and so on so on whatever applies to you <clears throat> now with international travel you also have issues of time change and so you know on the plane what you do all this These are masail which should be learnt. It is important to learn them. Don't suddenly discover on when you are on the flight what to do. Number two, it's advisable if possible not to travel alone. Rasulullah strongly advised against it, and he said in the hadith narrated by Ibn Umar radhiAllahu in Bukhari, he said, "Had people known what I know about travelling alone, no traveller would journey at night." In another hadith in Abu Dawood, Tirmidhi and Nasai. He said, a lone traveler is prone to the devil. Two travelers are prone to two devils. And three are indeed travelers. So ideally, we go in a, in a group. Now, it may not always be possible. Of course, as a jamaat, you can go. But if other, other than that, if you are traveling alone, make dua. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us. Read Ayatul Kursi. Keep, stay in dhikr, inshallah. Many times people feel that, oh, you know, these are old, old advice. In those days, they used to travel on the land, on camels and this and that. Today we go Emirates first class. Doesn't matter. Travel is travel. And travel is zahma. And if you travel, you would realize it's not just a matter of which plane. And the airports and security and this and that. So it is always good if there is a possibility to have somebody as a companion. Three, before starting your journey, Clip your fingernails, have a haircut, trim your beard. Even when traveling, a Muslim must appear in the best of shape. In this hadith narrated by Sahar ibn al-Hanzaliya uh, uh, and reported by Muslim, Rasulullah advised a group of young companions, young Sahaba, to be in the best of shape like a beauty mark among the people. You know, there was a time when it used to be done usually for plane travel, where people used to ہمارے حیدرآباد میں شیروانی پہنی جاتے ہیں ایئرپورٹ میں اس کے بغیر اٹ واز یو گو ٹو دا ایئرپورٹ یو ہیو ٹو یو نو یو ویئر اور شیروانی اینڈ سو آن سو اٹ واز یو جس یو ڈینٹ جسٹ گو اینی وے اینڈ دس کنٹری اف یو ویئر کلوتھ اٹ سم تھنگ ایون دیٹ یو نو بٹ وی ڈونٹ ٹیک وی ڈینٹ کم ہیئر ٹو لرن وی کیم ہیئر ٹو ٹیچ سو پلیز انڈرسٹینڈ دس آور مسلم وی ڈیڈ ناٹ کم ٹو لرن وی کیم ٹو ٹیچ سو آور ویز پیپل شوڈ Uh, adopt and they should they should learn i was going once to, i was going from Hart, hartford once and uh, bradley airport so i was dressed like this with the mama so one lady came to me she said uh, excuse me are you a sultan <laughs> sultan 
said, so not yet. <laughs> so, the thing is, we feel, may Allah protect us as Muslims, we feel apologetic. We feel, oh, if I, if I am recognized as a Muslim, if I dress like a Muslim, you know, something will happen. People, people like that. If you, if you are recognized as a person with an identity, people like that. In any case, you are not doing it for people liking or dislike. You are doing this because this is a sunnah. So, alhamdulillah, always travel in your distinctive clothes, right? You don't, don't, you don't have to change your shape and uh, your shakal and your clothes uh, because you are traveling. Alhamdulillah, we are Muslim, we are confident of that, we are proud of that. This is our way, this is our culture and we don't hide it from anybody. And then, uh, and see the, the detail, you know, the detailed advice of Rasulullah just clip your nails, get a haircut, meaning look good when you travel. Don't look like something uh, which blew in the wind or something. Huh? Uh, then number four, he said, before lo- uh, leaving your house on your journey, pray two rakat, al-mut'im, al-miqdam, al-sanani, al-tabi, uh, who mostly narrated the hadith of the tabi'in, uh, from the tabi'in sahaba, he said, Rasulullah said when traveling, there is nothing better to leave behind at home than two rakat prayed there at the onset. So before you leave, pray two rakat salam, make dua, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection and guidance, and then we go. Uh, he said this could also be uh, salatul istikhara. So you make two rakat and then you read the dua of istikhara. Alhamdulillah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will guide. Number five, if you stop during your travel, it might be advisable to pray to rakat before continuing the rest of the journey. So, the whole issue with Islam is that it keeps you connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 24-7, always. And this is the beauty. Anas bin Malik said, when Rasulullah stopped at a place during a journey, he would not leave that place before bidding it farewell with two rakat. So, it's like taking wada of the place. So, when you before you leave your home, pray to rakat. When you reach the place, before you leave the place, pray, pray to rakat. Right? So especially on Jamaat when you are traveling, before you leave here, pray to God, then you go, inshallah. Huh? Um, then some scholars recommended reciting in the two rakahs of Kafirun Surah Al-Ikhlas. This was Rasulullah's sunnah on all kinds of nawafil which he prayed. This was the first rakat Surah Al-Kafirun, second rakat Surah Al-Ikhlas. I mean, this is not farth or something, but it's a good, mashallah, good sunnah to follow and easy. Um, these are the statements of dissociation from disbelief and a declaration of the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Other scholars recommended reciting Surah Al-Falaq and Surah Al-Nas because of their, their dua and their protection uh, and so on. And they include circumspection and, uh, circumspection and seeking refuge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number seven, after concluding the two rakat at home, you may recite Ayatul Kursi before leaving the house. It has been narrated that whoever reads Ayatul Kursi before exiting the house, no harm will befall, will befall him till his return. Abu Hurairah narrated, Rasulullah said, whoever reads in the morning Ayatul Kursi and the first three ayat of Suratul Mu'minun, he will not be harmed by anything uh, which he dislikes until the evening. And whoever reads in the evening, he will not be harmed by anything he dislikes till the morning. So this is Ayatul Kursi and the first three ayat of Suratul Mu'minun. <clears throat> then, uh, number eight, it is recommended that after reciting these ayat to pray and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make dua, ask Allah for protection for yourself and your family. And one of the <coughs> best prayers 
in this regard is which means O oh Allah your help I seek I entrust myself to you O oh Allah ease obstacles for me ease the difficulties of my travel grant me the good more than I ask for and send the bad away from me my Rabb cleanse my heart and make my issue easy on me O oh Allah I seek your protection and entrust you with myself and my faith my family and my relatives and all that you gave me and whether for the here or the hereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all from every harm. You are generous, praise be to Allah, the Lord of the universe, and may He reward our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa alihi wa sahbihi. Then he says, when standing up after the two rakat and before the salah, before this dua, you may say what Anas radiallahu has narrated, that Rasulullah would commence his journey, he would complete his salah, then he would say, getting up from the salah, he would say, O oh Allah, I pursue you, I seek shelter in you, O oh Allah, shield me from what worries me and from what I am not aware of. O oh Allah, increase my piety, my taqwa, forgive my bad deeds and guide me to the good wherever I go. Then number 10, when leaving the house, bid your family and dear ones farewell and entrust them to Allah. As Abu Huraira narrated, Nabi Wasallam said, whoever wants to travel, he should tell those he is leaving behind. I entrust you to Allah, whose trusts are never lost. Imam Ahmad stated in the Musnad and in Al-Nasai and Ibn Ibban reported that Abdullah bin Umar narrated that Rasulullah said, when Allah is entrusted with something, he looks after it. Number 11, family or friends who are seeing off the traveler should say what Anas narrated that when a man came to Muhammad and asked him, he said, Ya Rasulullah, I am preparing to travel. So please give me, make dua for me. Rasulullah said, May Allah provide you with taqwa. Inna khaira zadi taqwa. The man said, Please give me more. Rabbi said, May Allah forgive your sins. The man said, Please give me more. And he said, May Allah give you good wherever you are. Imam ibn Dawud in the Sunan reported that Abdullah ibn Umar said to Qaza, Let me tell you that Rasulullah farewell to me. He said, I entrust, I entrust Allah with your faith, your trust, and your deeds. The trust here means family and assets and everything which is valuable. Number 12, if you saw a traveler off, you should ask him to pray for you. Abu Dawud and Tirmidhi reported a hadith narrated by Umar ibn al-Khattab. He said, I asked Rasulullah to permit me to perform Umrah. <coughs> so Sayyidina Umar asked <coughs> permission for Umrah to Rabbi Sallallahu he said, Rasulullah permitted me and he said to me, O oh brother, don't forget us in your prayers. Sayyidina Umar is being told by Rasulullah he said, my brother, don't forget us in your prayers. Uh, a word, Sayyidina Umar says, this word is to me worth more than the whole earth. The prayers of the pious traveler will be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as narrated by Abu Hurairah Rasulullah said, prayers that will be answered beyond doubt are that of the one who has been wronged, the one who has been oppressed, and the traveler. And then finally he said, when you ride in a car or plane or ship or an animal, you must say, say the, uh, the Prophet, the, the prayers and dua of the Rasulullah uh, narrated by Abdullah ibn Umar He rode his camel, he would repeat takbir thrice, and then he would say, Praise be to the one who put this under our disposal. We shall not associate with him and to our Rabb is our return. Subhanallah, this is the Quran.
ഇൻഷാല Upon his return, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would repeat these prayers saying, We return, repented, worshipping Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and to our Rabb, we are thankful. So, inshallah, uh, these are uh, advice, these are advices from Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and from uh, Shaykh Abdul Fattah Abu Ghadda, and Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has given us the, the benefit of reading from his book, inshallah. And we ask Allah to keep us always in His protection, whether we are at home or we are traveling. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa 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 alayhi wa